Welcome to Alibi Radio, where we support you in business and in life. Listen in each week for episodes on how to grow your business, tips from successful business owners, answers to your burning business questions, and much more. Join our Alibi Hive, and we will help you and your business scale simply. I'm your host, Brooke Markovicius, founder and CEO of Alibi, a one-stop business solution that helps you scale simply. We are a managed tech marketplace that focuses on connecting businesses with our fully vetted workforce of women who have left or been forced out of the traditional nine to five. I took my years of freelance startup and brick and mortar experience and merged it with my technical background and skills to create Alobi. I'm a mom of two, Lily, who is a first grader, and Lucas, who just entered pre-K. I live in the sunny South in Durham, North Carolina. I'm married to my soulmate. I'm a total book nerd, tech geek, and I've built multiple businesses while raising babies. My hope is that this podcast will bring you actionable tips, tricks, and tools that will help you gain momentum in your business and life. You've ever struggled with how to scale your business in a sustainable way without burning out or needing to spend so much cash, you're in the right place today because I will be sharing my top five tips on how to scale your business sustainably. These come from lessons learned through my last seven years as an entrepreneur and the last three years of building Alibi. And make sure you stay until the very end because I'm going to share my top secret to success on scaling. And it might not be what you think it is. I want to share this secret so that you do not have to go through the struggles and mistakes that I did over the last seven years. Okay, let's dive into this episode. First, I wanted to share with you a testimonial from one of our clients because it has to do with sustainable growth. So Kristen Kristen Van Ostern is um, the founder of Wash Street, which is a laundry service up in the Northeast. And she also is an outsourced chief financial officer for many family offices in the Northeast. So she said that Alibi has helped her find solutions to grow and manage her business. I no longer worry about how to handle the growth. I'm excited to move forward and build upon these improvements to accelerate my business further. So let's break that down a little bit. We helped her find solutions to her growth and how to manage her business. And instead of the worry that surrounds the extra growth, because sometimes we forget that it's pretty stressful to scale and to grow. We're worried that there might not be enough people on board or enough things put into place to let that growth happen. But now she's not worried about that. She's excited to move forward and accelerate that scaling and that business growth. So thank you, Kristen, for sharing that testimonial with us about your experience with Alibi. Okay, so let's dive into the episode. If you're new here, my name is Brooke and I am your host today. I've worked with hundreds of business owners and startup founders around the world and helped them to build their businesses. I also am currently building a managed marketplace tech startup called Alibi, and we help our clients scale simply, which in turn equals sustainability. It's very sustainable way to build your business. And it's how we have built our business here at Alibi too. Needless to say, I've learned a lot around this topic and I'm excited to share these tips with you. So let's dive in. Tip number one, hire smart. 
And this is loaded for sure, but I want you to know that hiring smart can be one of the best ways to grow your business. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I've hired over the last few years here for Alibi and what has been really successful um, with that. But first, <laughs> I want to tell you that previously to Alibi, as I was freelancing and as I um, helped to co-found a co-working space for moms, I didn't hire very smart. Um, it was not smart decisions that were made. Um, I definitely didn't get the best employees or I didn't prepare myself enough for outsourcing or for hiring full-time or any of that. I was not set up for successful, smart hiring, but I learned a lot along the way. And I'm going to share with you what helped me to hire smart. So you really need to find people that truly believe in what you're building and are a hundred thousand percent behind you. Um, and the reason you need to find this is because in the early days of a company, you're building the culture of the company, as well as it's so much about your vision, what you started and created. It's like you're a baby and you have to have people believe in that and truly believe in it. So they'll show up even on the hard days and work really hard to help build something with you and alongside you. And I was extremely lucky that Chloe, our chief operations officer, and Anne, our chief strategy officer, came on to work with me in the early days of Alobi. And I literally don't know how I got so lucky, but it's not something that it was super crazy to happen upon either. The way that I met Chloe is we've actually been friends for a while. Um, when I lived in Seattle, um, we became friends because our daughters were about the same age. They were only three months apart and we just really clicked and stayed friends. And I feel like we really bonded over the fact that we both like had master's degrees and were smart women, but had to take time off to raise our kids because of the lack of resources that were around us. Um, and it really was at the heart of why we, why I started Alibi and Chloe saw it from the beginning. She saw Alibi being built from the very beginning days. She was at my first pitch at Seattle startup week. And so when I asked her to come on, it was pretty natural for her to say yes, because she wanted to be a part of this movement, this mission, and she truly believed in me. And so I'll be forever grateful that she came on, but it was a super smart hire because she believed in it. She was our story of a mother that left the workforce that was smart and intelligent and needed something to do that was flexible. And then Anne, our chief strategy officer, I met her at a networking event for women um, in, the, in business in Triangle. And it was so great because then we reconnected at a female founders happy hour and I got to update her on the progress of Alibi. And then that led to quite a few coffee dates that then led to her coming on as well as investing in Alibi. And she believed so much in the mission too, because she was a trailing spouse that took her to Hong Kong away from her uh, career at Unilever and a bunch of other companies. And it was not just the story, but also she was attracted to the business model and to the idea of growth within Alubi. And so I'm also super glad 
that she came on because she helped to expand our horizons of people that we were connected to, um, her financial background. Um, she was able to make sure that I was tracking all of the metrics and data that we should be. And it was just a great person to come on and work with us. So I hired smart with Ann and Chloe. Um, but then I had to get a little bit of creativity going when it came to finding the rest of our team. So I tapped into former networks of um, networks and coworkers and started looking around to who would be a good cultural fit that had worked in startups um, that I had been a part of or knew about in, in the past before starting Alibi. And that's where I came um, upon the idea of asking our now um, head of client success, Alex, um, to join us. I knew her from my Postmates days when I worked at Postmates um, in operations. And she ended up that she was looking for um, changing jobs. Her job was not a super flexible startup. And she wanted to come on and work for a company that was more focused on mothers and um, had more flexibility. And she loved our our business model and we had stayed in touch and I knew that I could work with her. So I had worked with her in the past. And so I was able to bring her on. So tapping into those former networks or coworkers is a really great way um, to be able to hire smart. The next one was, I really had to get creative. I literally, and I can't take all credit for this. My husband suggested that I send a direct message on LinkedIn to some of the professors at um, NC State University, Carolina, Duke, all of the local universities, um, and the computer science departments as we were looking for a female um, developer, ideally a master's or grad student. And I sent a DM um, eventually to a PhD student. Her name was Nikki. And she ended up deciding she wanted to come on and work for us. And she had offers from Google and other really great companies. Um, and she has a PhD in computer science with a focus in machine learning. And she came on and chose Alibi because I sold our idea, our vision, our company, our mission. And she wanted to be a part of that and wanted to be on the forefront of it. And so we got a really stellar hire by getting creative and kind of thinking outside of the box. I caught her before <laughs> she fully went out into the workforce. Um, from her PhD program. So those are three ideas on how to kind of hire a smart and get think kind of outside of the box. The other is to scale with outsourcing. And this was one of the biggest things that we have done at Aloe B. It's our model um, that we share with all of our clients, but it's also what we've done to be able to keep our overhead expenses a little bit lower. It also allows us to iterate quickly, try new things for growth and bring people in to support the in-between times before those full-time hires. So we scaled with outsourcing. So we outsourced for the copywriting that we needed for an email sequence. We outsourced for the sales page. We outsourced for a marketing assistant, assistant outsourced for PR, outsourced for all of these different things before we were able to bring in full-time hires. And that way it allowed us to iterate quickly. And that was super helpful for us and allowed us to then hire more smart, more smart, hire smarter um, when it came to our full-time hires and only bring on the essential full-time hires instead of 
just a whole bunch of people, we were able to outsource so many of our roles and we treat our internal outsourced employees, our internal contractors as full-time employees. Basically they work with us all the time. They're a part of our team events. Um, we just have a little bit more flexibility there because we don't have to bring them on full-time yet. Also, it gets you to know about that person that you're outsourcing with. Let them work on your team for a while as a contractor before you bring them on as a full-time hire. It lets you see if they're a good fit, culture fit, if you like them, their work ethics, all of that. Um, So hire smart is the first tip. Tip number two, not as long as tip number one, but success leaves a trail and clues. So I want you to look at your competitors and other companies that are scaling. It's really important to do this. And it was something that I did really early on for Allobe and continue to do. But I looked at founders or business owners that I admired, um, that I admired how they built their companies, how they were living their lives. And so an example of this would be, um, and if you know me, you know, I'm like slightly obsessed with Sarah Blakely. I love the hustle and grit that she had in the early days of Spanx. But then more so what she has built since then, the values that she's instilled in her company, the fact that she shows up to work um, during the busy season with the sales team and the customer service team, that she makes sure to make time for dinner with her family and that she takes time for herself too to get away and spend time um, really reflecting on her business and how she can grow as a business owner. And so she's definitely one that I admire and, you know, look to for um, trails and clues. Uh, But also Sarah Moskoff, she's the founder of Winnie. Uh, She was also at Postmates when I was. She was um, the director of, or the head of product or director of products at the time. And uh, she's phenomenal. She has set up a company that now is, is almost, I think, all remote for the most part. Um, But she's been raising her three kids um, and having babies while, you know, building this company, raising funding um, and really determined to address the mission that they have at Winnie to help with child care and finding child care. And I just love the the way that she set up her business and how she's scaled in in a sustainable but very effective way. And then Rebecca Minkoff is another one that I love um, how she's really not just built her company and her brand significantly, but also had started the female founder collective and started giving back um, to other founders and helping to support and always having a a mindset um, of helping others. So definitely look at those trails and clues. And then the very specifics, like how did this company actually get from this revenue to this revenue? Reading case studies, um, really diving in and looking at what people are doing, what companies are doing. And also look at what you do not want to take from other companies that you see happen at other companies and you're like, nah, not happening here at my company. So definitely look for those clues that your competitors are leaving as they're scaling their businesses. Number three empower your team to make decisions. I cannot say this enough. Empower your team to make decisions. One way that you can do this is go in the show notes, grab our sting list. It's one of my favorite resources that I tell people to go to. It's super simplistic, but it's essential. It will help you figure out what you need to take off your plate 
how prepared you are to get rid of that task and do this quarterly to figure out what you need to get off your plate and then see if there's anybody on your team currently that would like to take that on. Maybe they would really be interested in that or would be empowered to take that on. And if not, maybe it's time to outsource that specific, um, specific job. But if your team is consistently coming to you, constantly coming to you and asking you questions, maybe stop and see why they're doing that. Are you the bottleneck for too many things? Do you need to give up some responsibility? Do you need to truly help them have confidence in making decisions and let them know that? Every time that I start to feel overwhelmed, it's because I haven't empowered my team to make decisions. So step back at least quarterly, figure out what you can get off of your plate, and then figure out a way to empower your team to make those decisions. It's simple. All you've got to do is talk to them about it. Number four, human then automate. I know this might sound crazy, but human then automate. So I want you to do the processes manually first. So I want you to be talking to your customers if you're a customer facing. I want you to be talking to um, your team members. I want you to be doing all of the stuff manually first so you truly can perfect the process and see what's going on. But manual doesn't work forever. You have to eventually start to automate things for you to be able to scale. So one thing that we do very good at Allaby, and I will toot our own horn um, and maybe even my own horn a little bit here, is that we did this from the beginning. We had the human in place and then we automated it. And as we automated certain areas, it freed up more time for the human that was doing those things to then take on different tasks and do different things and iterate and learn. And it has been amazing because it will, the automation that you put in place, once you perfect that process, it will have a human feel because the human had been doing it up until that point and it will be more successful. So human and then automate, you do have to perfect that process and then automate so you can scale. Number five, and then it's going to be that secret sauce, that secret one I'm going to give you. So number five, know your vision for the future and get everyone behind it. I need you to know your vision and get everyone behind it. The ways that we do this at Allobe, the ways that I do this as a, as a CEO, is we have all have meetings every month for all of our experts that are part of our workforce and all of our internal team. Everybody attends those or has to watch those. And so they know our vision. They know what's happening. They know what's coming. They know our struggles. We're very transparent in that meeting. And it's super helpful and successful. And we love it. We love getting to meet with the team. Um, and all of the experts at that all have meeting once a month. We also have our leadership weekly team meetings, and I run those with our um, CSO and COO. And it really helps us to be on the same page, express any frustrations that we have, make sure that we're not you know, too much in our head, but really focus on our vision. And I try to always wrap it back to our vision. And then I try to take time for just me at least once a month to do some visioning for the company because I, my job as CEO is to be the visionary and I have to be able to step back and see the 10,000 foot view and then be able to see five years into the future. And that's not easy to do when you're in the day-to-day grind of everything. So 
you're going to have to hustle. You got to have the grit as a founder, but you also need to be able to pull yourself out and see that 10,000 foot view. So set time on your calendar for visioning as a founder or as a business owner. Um, make sure that you do that. Another thing that helps me is just truly having time to meditate. I don't do a really great job of this, but making sure that I take the time to just sit with it and be with it. So then I can have a better visioning process. And then the other thing is to make sure that you're building a company that you would want to work for. So let me say that again. Are you building a company that you would want to work for? This was a question that or a comment that I made that I come back to often is if I get to a point when there's something in this company that I wouldn't want to do it, or I wouldn't want to work for, then I need to change it. And I need to change it quick because the reason that I started this company was for flexibility was for women to get paid mothers to be able to work from home businesses to be able to grow sustainably and simply. And if those things aren't happening and I don't feel good about it, I need to change it quick because it's going to impact the culture as well as the vision of the company. So those are my top five tips. Number one, hire smart. Number two, success leaves trails and clues. Look at your competitors and other companies that are scaling. Number three, empower your team to make decisions. Number four, human, then automate. Number five, your vision for the future and get everyone, know your vision for the future and get everyone behind it. And then the secret, secret that I'm going to share with you right now is take a vacation. Take time away from your business. Find someone that can run it while you're gone. Empower your team to run it while you're gone and get perspective. Find a way to get perspective on your business so you don't burn out. Because if you burn out, the company is done. So you have to keep yourself sane. You have to know your vision, your why. You have to be calm, collected. You have to have the time and the flexibility in your schedule as a founder or business owner to either take a vacation or take a day off, or you're going to burn out. And that's something that I've learned and had to remind myself over and over and over again, that if I want this company to succeed, I have to be at the top of my game. And that involves time off. So that's my secret to success. Be flexible, take time off. You do not have to work 24 seven to be successful and to grow your business. It's not sustainable. It will not work. So to scale a sustainable business, and scale your business sustainably, you have to take a vacation. That's my secret sauce. So to wrap this episode up, do you have a plan for scaling your business? Have you taken time to have a visionary meeting with yourself or your team? Have you planned a vacation? If not, that's your call to action today is to do one of those things. I want you to learn how to scale your business sustainably, but you need to start putting these top five tips into practice and taking some action. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode, be sure to follow the podcast, leave a review and stay in touch by going to www.alob.com. Until next week, I wish you the best in gaining momentum in business and in life. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Allobee Radio. 
Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. If you are needing support to scale your business simply, head over to allobe.com. That is A-L-L-O-B-E-E.com. Get $50 off your first service with code RADIO50. That's R-A-D-I-O-50. Until next week, take action and gain momentum in your business and life.